0: This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, I'm on a series this month on the joy of dis- uh, or discovering the joy of God's will. And, you know, there's joy in God's will, believe it or not. Amen. And you can you can be a happy Christian. Amen. You don't have to be a sad Christian. And you can be a joyful Christian, Amen. And um, and I think sometimes we think and we look at people and we study some people and some people think that you know if you're a Christian you're going to have you're going to live like Job you're going to be under you know you're going to have a Job ministry but like I always say Job um, the his his agony that he went through they say that he went through his agony um, for about nine months but he never went back into it. And I'm going to say this. Some of us might be going through some agony this morning, this month, this year. But I'm, I'm going to say this to you today, that you're going through it. Amen. And you're not just going through it by yourself. You're going through it with the Lord and you're going to the other side. Do you believe that today? And so um, and so God's will really uh, for our lives is a journey. And we need to remember that we're not you know, you're not in a sprint. Praise God. In other words, you know, some of us are trying to do the will of God and get it done in a week. No, it's it's a it's a journey. It's a marathon race, and uh, you know, and and we have to continue to move. And some of us need to pace ourselves because you know you can burn yourself out in trying to do the will of God. Amen. Amen. And uh, so it is a it is a journey. And, uh, and so we, need, uh, we really need to enjoy the journey. Look at your neighbor and say, enjoy the, enjoy the journey. Amen. You know, it's just like, you know, some of you might have kids and you ever go on a trip with, with children and uh, you might be going to grandma's house. And what, what do, do kids normally say in the back seat when you're driving? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? When are we going to get there? You know, and you like, and you just started. I mean, you've only been on the road 10 minutes. <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? Are we there yet? And, uh, and uh, so, you know, that's the way we are sometimes in our walk with, with God. We're like, God, am I there yet? No, we're in a process. We're, we're not going to be there until we're there. Amen. Fully there. Amen. But we can be in what I call is the place called there. And I talked about this the first uh, on the first message is that we have some people that that they they're indifferent about the will of God. Jesus is their savior, but they but Jesus isn't really their lord. In other words, they have Jesus for fire insurance. Do you know what I'm saying? But they're not really following Jesus. Hello. So these are people that don't really they don't really care about doing the will of God. Then you have other people that 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 are afraid that they miss the will of God and they're always you know thinking am I in the will of God and uh they're always looking to be and they're and sometimes they 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 look at you know if if they're if they don't feel saved or if they don't feel right then they may not be in the will of God but that's may not be true amen there's lots of days you can wake up and not feel saved is there anybody in there like this did you wake up this morning not feeling saved not feeling like being a Christian, amen? But you are in the will of God if you receive Jesus. And we talked about this last week that really God's will for us uh, is that God wants everybody saved, amen? God wants everybody filled with the Spirit of God. God wants His, God wants, He, he desires believers to be in a local church so they can grow, amen? Uh, God, uh, you know, His will for us is to bear fruit. Amen. To be fruit bearers. His will for us. And, and the key is, it, it's more than just going and doing and having. Uh, it, it, it's being. Uh, we have to uh, uh, be what God called us to be. He's called us to be sons and daughters of the Most High. And a lot of times what we do in, in our walk with Christ, we measure out. If we're a child of God, whether if not we're prospering or we're not prospering or it seems like we're not prospering. If we have money in the bank or if we don't have money in the bank and we and we, you know, define who we are by a lot of times by our financial status or, or by how healed we are, if how healthy we are. We define who we are by that. But really, we need to define who we are by what God says that we are. Amen. We shouldn't even define who we are by if it seems like we're losing. Because really, if you're a Christian and you're endeavoring to follow God, you never lose. Amen. Amen. Now, we're constantly learning. Amen. And you got to learn, you know, through any kind of failures, any kind of weaknesses, anything that you go through. You're, you're lear- if you learn something from it, then you're not losing. Amen. You're winning. Amen. And so it's constantly we're learning and we're adapting and we're growing. Somebody say I'm growing. I am growing. So we we, we tend to connect our, you know, uh, our identity and where we're at we, we tend to connect our identity and our health and, and what we tend to do is it, what the enemy will try to do in our flesh will try to get us to try to move into a different location and maybe that would be a better place for us if we, ch- if we change jobs or if we change locations or if we, if we get a new spouse we'll be better anybody know what I'm talking about? If maybe I just need a new church, maybe this church isn't doing it for me anymore. No, you, the problem is, is that you haven't learned to adapt to where you're at and you haven't learned to be uh, content in the state that you're in. And you know what? The apostle Paul said he had learned. In other words, you have to learn. Amen. It doesn't come by praying. Oh, pastor, man, I, I thought I could pray. No, it comes from Learning. You have to learn to walk with God. You have to learn to walk in faith. You have to learn to walk in love. You have to learn. It's something that you have to learn to do. It's not something that comes automatic. That's right. Amen. Can I get an amen here? Amen. Yeah. And so, so we don't want to connect our identity to, um, to getting something new. You may say, is it the will of God for me to buy a new house? Well, if, if buying a new house... Makes, makes you feel better about who you are, then it's probably not God's will. If, if that new house is going to make you who you think you are, then, then you probably don't need a new house because you're already a winner in God's book. Amen. Amen. Uh, you know, I used to think, man, if I had a bigger church, I would really feel better about being a pastor. But that's not really true. Amen. And we, what we do is we look at what other people have. We think what they have is so great that that's what we should have. No, God God has, listen, we don't need to be looking at what other people have because it's just going to depress us. We need to be thankful for what we got. Amen. Amen. And, and a lot of times we're not thankful and grateful for what we have. Amen. And so, and so, uh, you know, the will of God is meant to be known and, and God, and, and of course his word is his will. If you know, if you know what his word says, then you'll know what his will says. And so a lot of times what we're going on is traditions of men instead of the word of God in determining the will of God for our lives. And if, if we're going with traditions, like I said, if traditions would say God makes it, you know, people sick and God heals some people, and God doesn't heal some people. Well, that's a tradition of men. Amen. God heals all who wants to be healed. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. Amen. Amen. But you say, but I'm not healed. Well, you, you're in a process of healing. You're in a process of receiving. Well, you know, it's never, it's never, listen, on God's end, God's, God's not missing it. It's not in, in God delivering what we're believing him for. It's, it's in us. It's in the receptors. It's in us receiving. And we just need to learn to receive. And, and that's the key. We, we, we receive, we believe we have it before we see it. That's faith. That's faith 101, believing that you have it before you see it. And if you believe that you have it before you see it, you will see it. Praise Amen. the Lord. Amen. And so listen, um, God's will is known and under- should be known and understood. Colossians 1, 9 and 10. Let's look at this. It says, for this reason, Colossians uh, chapter 1, verses 9 and 10, New King James Version. I know I'm, I'm pretty fast here. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask you that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So he's saying that we, we should be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that. And, and when we are filled with, uh, with, with the knowledge of His will and spiritual understanding, we will. it says that we may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. So, notice this. It says that as we seek God, God reveals to us His will to us, and as, as, our, as His will is known to us, we'll walk worthy of the Lord, and we will be pleasing Him. Amen. And we'll be fruitful in every good work, and we will increase in the knowledge of God. Amen? Amen. And so, and so here, God, uh, you know, you know, I, his, you know, we're his sheep. He's our, you know, we're called his sheep. And, and the Bible says that we hear his voice and a stranger's voice will not listen to or follow. And so really, if you're endeavoring to be led by God, uh, and you have a desire to do something, and you are, and it's not sin, then that's probably God leading you to do that. Amen. Amen? Um, So anyway, it's like this, you know, I had a desire to go to Bible school. Well, I'm sure that wasn't the devil putting that in me. Now, if I had a desire to go to the strip club, that might be a little different. You hear what I'm saying? I could probably challenge that desire. But if I have a desire to do something that's godly, it's probably God in it. Amen. Amen. Not, now, not all the time. I mean, we may have a desire to witness to somebody, but there's times where we, we need to be led by the Spirit to witness to people. And there's times that we don't want need to witness to people. Amen. It may push them further away from God. Right. And so we have, to be, we have to learn to be led by the Spirit of God. And that was in my last teaching about being led by the Spirit of God. Let's look at Ephesians 5. 14 through 21. And it says it this way. Now, this is under the caption of uh, God's will is known and understood is here. It says here in Ephesians 514 21, it says, therefore, he says, awake, you who sleep and arise from the dead. Now he's talking to believers. He's saying to believers, he's saying, awake, you who sleep, arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools. But as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what is the will of the Lord or or what the will of the Lord is. And so he's saying here, he's saying here, there's some Christians that are asleep. He's saying there are some Christians that they don't realize that, that, that they're here and we're here. You as a Christian, we're here. We're, we are on assignment. Look at your neighbor and say, You're on assignment. Amen. And so you are on an assignment. You're not just here just for you and your family, uh, uh, us four and no more. It's not just for you just to prosper. No, no, you are on assignment. You, you're here to be a witness for God. You're here to expand the kingdom of God. You're here to help bring people into the kingdom of God. You have a mission. And we don't want to forget that. And some Christians, they, they get caught up in their own life and what they're doing and their own goals. That they're not focused on really the main mission. Yes, we can have goals and we, can, well, we, can, we, we have desires to obtain some things. But in our goals, we should always keep the mission in mind. In other words, we should all, in, in us... Uh, striving to to do some things in this life we should always have the mission of the kingdom in mind the kingdom of god should always be in the in the the overall picture of us pursuing goals in our lives amen Amen? and when we pursue these goals it always should be for the glory of god not for our own glory and so, you know, yes, see, God's, God desires you to have, a, you know, a blessed house and a blessed car and nice clothes. You know, he, he's not, he's El Shaddai. He's, he's the God of more than enough. He's not El Cheapo. You know, he, he wants you to have nice things. But, but use those nice things as a platform to be a witness for the kingdom of God. Amen. And as we have these things and and, and as you re- start receiving things, because if you run after God and God is your priority, he's your center, then when things come to you, when, when you start acquiring things, those things won't have you. Amen. You'll still be the same person. Yes, amen. If you're making a million dollars a year or if you're making $10,000 a year, you should still be the same person. Amen. If you're generous at making ten thousand dollars a year, you'll be generous at making a million dollars a year. Amen. If you're a, if you're tightwad and you don't give and you're selfish at ten thousand, you'll be selfish at a million. Pastor, you you hurt me so good. <laughs> the truth hurts, right? Say, so listen, you got you you you, you got to. You got to be the church. What I'm talking about is that that if you who God God tells you, if you are who God says that you are, and you start meditating on these things, then when things come into your life, it won't change who you are. Amen. Amen. And so when we're talking here uh, about keys. Now, now here it says, "Awake." you who sleep so some of us are asleep. and it says that 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 the the days are evil and so the enemy's trying to sweep a lot of us into and us into sleep making us realize that that in other words we get so caught up in our own life we forget that that we are moving towards a kingdom amen that your your home is not this world don't fall so much in love with this world Amen. No, we need to fall in love with Jesus. We need to fall in love with what Jesus has for us. Praise God. Yes, God has given us all things to enjoy, but don't, don't take it out of con. Don't, don't take this out of context. Yes, we're supposed to enjoy it, but don't make those things your God. Don't make it. Hey, you know, the new iPhone is coming out. Anybody know that anybody ever the new iPhone's coming out? And every year I used to think I got to have a new iPhone. I got to have a new iPhone. If I don't have a new iPhone, I won't be the, 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 the sharpest pastor in town. I got to have. the. I don't think like that anymore. This, this is good enough for me right now. I, I don't have to have the new iPhone. Is good. But I think my wife did put the order in. No, I'm kidding. I don't have to. <laughs> I, to, 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 to define who I am. I don't have to have uh, thousands of people in my congregation to define who I am. The crowd doesn't define me. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? God defines me. The The crowd did not define Jesus. Jesus, you know, he was, he was preaching one day and he was preaching to, and all these people were around, not just his 12 disciples, but he had an entourage of people that followed him all over the place. And he had perhaps hundreds of people. And Jesus started preaching this message on, on drinking my, his blood and eating his flesh. You know, that type of message. It sounded like cannibalism. And, uh, and people like, my God, even the disciples had issues with that. My God, where's he going with this? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And it said that the the Bible said that there were lots of people falling when they heard Jesus saying that, they said, we're out of here. We're, you know, we're out of here. Uh-huh. And, they, and it said that everybody that was standing around, except for the 12 disciples, you know, stood tight. And then Jesus said to the 12, he said, well, you know, I just lost my big church here. I got 12 now. Do you guys want to leave too? See, she, Jesus wasn't bothered by the numbers, by either the amount or, 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 the, or the, the littleness of the numbers or the big numbers. He knew who he was. And when you know who you are, it doesn't matter how much money's in your bank account, it doesn't matter how, how healthy you are, or who you know, or how many likes you have on Facebook. Amen. And I'm talking to somebody today. In other words, we get this idea that if we have all these likes and we have all these so-called friends. So called friends. Hey, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So praise God. So, so let's look at something here and let's try to apply being, you know, a child, of God being, uh, you know, a new creation in Christ, being, uh, an ambassador of God, a representative of God. Let's try to apply that. Let's look at first Thessalonians five, uh, verse 15, uh, through 18. And in first Thessalonians, it says this way. It says, um, See that no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good both for yourselves and for all. So I titled this. This is some things that we need to walk in. In other words, we need to walk in love. We need to learn. to. You have to learn to walk in love. And, uh, you know, the the key scripture that that holds the law together or that fulfills the entire law. uh, you know, the, the key commands, let me put it this way, is love God with all your heart, soul, mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. As you do those things, you fulfill the law. In other words, we need to love God and love our neighbors. Amen. We need to love God and love people. Amen. Even people that are unlovely. Amen. We need to see past people's weaknesses and love them for the creation that God created them to be. And so, listen, God has looked past your weaknesses to get you to this point. Aren't you thanking God for that? And God is still looking past some of your weaknesses. Hello. You can say problems. You can say issues. You you can say a number of things. And so here, he says here, render, uh, it says, See that no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good, both for yourself and for all. And then um, it it says in in the next verse, in verse 16, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16, it uh, it says, Rejoice always. Rejoice always. And, you know, listen, if we're following some of these things, then uh, that I'm teaching you today, then you should never have a down day in your life. Amen. You should never have a blue Monday. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? You should not, as a Christian, you should not be depressed. Amen. As a Christian, you know you you, you need you need to be the most joyful, peaceful creature on planet Earth. Hello. Praise the Lord. Pastor, I'm trying, Pastor. I'm just, you don't know what I'm going through, Pastor. <laughs> Listen, it doesn't matter what you're going through. God is with you. Amen. It doesn't matter if all hell is breaking uh, loose against you. If the, if, if the devil's throwing everything at you and the kitchen sink. It doesn't matter because God is with you. Amen. And if God's with you, you're the majority. Yes. You know, I was listening to one minister this week and... I never heard this thought before, but it was it was thought provoking. And um, he was talking about the devil and how sometimes we have more faith in the devil to hinder us than faith in God to get us through. Have you ever sometimes you think, man, the devil's on me this week, man. The devil never misses it. You know, but the devil does miss it every once in a while. What, Pastor? God never misses it. But the pat but the, the devil is finite. What do I mean by that? That means that that he that he's not infinite, that he's not all-powerful. The devil can miss it. And, th- and just just think about this for a second. Because a lot of times we get so focused on the enemy attacking us, we're more focused on that than God standing with us. And, but think about this, that the devil doesn't procreate. He doesn't have babies. Amen. Isn't that right? But think about this, that, that the earth right now... It's 7 billion people. Do you think that you know that the devil could be running ragged in his forces? (laughs) In other words, do you think that it's that many demons out there that can handle all these people? I don't know about that. In other words, I don't think the devil is that big and bad and he has all these forces and he has one devil for every person out there. I don't know about that. Are are you hearing what I'm saying TJ? No, I think there's one devil that's trying to handle 20 people. And most of the time, we're, we're the one that... Uh, and most of the time, the devil doesn't even have to work against you because you're working against yourself. <laughs> oh, you hear what I say? Oh, we don't want to work hey, that person. Man, they, they look in the mirror. They say how ugly they are. They say how they're not going to make it. They, 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 they're saying that God doesn't hear their prayers. We don't even have to mess with that one. Because they're already, they're already deceived themselves. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So what I'm trying to say to you this morning is that, that yes, the devil might have your number, but, you know, he has a lot of people's numbers. And it may not be just one that's attacking you reason why you're staying down. It might be you might just need to start moving forward, bust the move, start speaking some words, start believing God, start changing some things that you're doing. Amen. And so here, he it says here um, that uh, in Thessalonians 6, it says... It says uh, rejoice always. What does that mean, rejoice? You know, this this week I woke up and, uh, you know, and uh, normally there's a psalm that says, you know, enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praises. I'm going to talk about that. But, but this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. That came to me. And you know what? That's something that we should be doing every day. Amen. This is the day the Lord has made. You're not six feet under. Glory to God. You're still here there's still hope things can still change Amen. Amen. Yes, Lord. things are changing Thank you, Lord. Yes, don't get in this quadmire that you're stuck you're never stuck in god Amen. no the devil's stuck yes. the devil is going you know his future is bright in the fiery pit Amen. but we're not stuck And so we need to rejoice always. Why? Because God's with us. Because Jesus already paid the the price for us to have relationship with God. We're co-heirs with Jesus Christ. Amen. And so we need to rejoice in the fact that we're king's kids. That we're not under bondage. But we're we're not under, you're you're not under sin. You're under grace. Amen. You're not under the law. And where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. But pastor, I'm struggling with a sin in my life. Grace is bigger. Amen. Grace is bigger than your Hallelujah. sin. Amen. God's grace is much bigger than your weakness. Amen. Hallelujah. Can I get an amen there? Amen. You have to believe that though. Amen. amen. The blood of Jesus is more powerful than that weakness, than that sin, than, than that sickness. The blood is more powerful. Amen. We have to believe that. We have to renew our minds. Amen. So we we need to rejoice. And then in verse 17, it says, pray without ceasing. You may say, what does that mean? That means we should always be in in communication with the Lord. We should always be talking to the Lord. Lord, you're good. You're merciful. You're loving. You're kind. Always be, be, be speaking the promises back to the Lord. That's a form of prayer. Amen, you know uh, you know that's a form of prayer, glory to God. It's taught Lord, thank you for this day. This is such a beautiful day. Yeah, you, Amen, we need we need to pray without ceasing. And then then in verse 18 it says, in everything, give thanks for this is God, here we go, the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Yeah. I'm talking about God's will. Yeah. This is God's will. So so we're talking about discovering, the joy of God's will. Hallelujah. And so as we're talking about this, it says here in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God. And you may say, Pastor, I'm going through so much turmoil in my life. And I went, I just had a car accident last week. You're, you're, you're expecting me to thank God for the car. No, I'm not. It doesn't say, uh, it doesn't say, it doesn't say give thanks for all those things that happen. It says in those things. It's not, you don't give thanks for injustice, for people treating you wrong, for people doing wrong things against you. You don't give thanks for that. Oh, God, thank you for this, you know, for this person treating me wrong. No, but you can give thanks in that situation because God's going to bring you out better than what you came into it. See, that was Job's problem. If you ever read the book of Job, you'll find out his problem was he, he complained the whole time he was in his, in his problem. He complained about the situation, he complained about this, and he was complaining about that, and he, complained, and he was complaining in his problem, and he couldn't see any good in where he was at. And so Job complained through most of, the, most of that, the book of Job, until God arrested him and revealed some truth to him, and he repented, and, and he prayed for his friends, and, 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 and he got delivered and set free. Amen. But but his problem was listen, in the way to the place called there, you need to be praising and worshiping God to get there. Amen. But if you're on the way in a place called there and you're complaining and griping and moaning, you may never get there. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you might die in the wilderness. My Lord. Some of us are called to do some things, and but we're griping and complaining while we're doing it. My Lord. Yeah, hello. That's for those that are in the fight. Now, some of aren't doing anything, and those are the ones that the devil doesn't even have to work with. Amen? Because they're already defeating themselves. So, so here it says, pray without ceasing. Everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. So we, in, in everything, we need to give thanks. Why? Because God's going to bring something glorious out of what the enemy's trying to do against you. Amen. If the enemy comes against you in some way, God can bring something glorious through that. If you know how to stand with God and speak his word, yes. Thank you, Jesus. And how do you know that you have faith until you're in a faith fight? Hallelujah. How do you truly know you really believe God Hallelujah. until the problem comes your way and you got something to believe God for? God. How do you really know? You don't. How do you know if you're going to even stay with, 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 the Lord until there's a temptation that comes against you that tells you to go the other way? Hello, are you hearing what I'm saying today? Hey, listen, there's, there's no faith giants without faith problems. There's no great you know, victories without great battles. And so a lot of times we don't realize the faith that we have until we encounter a storm in our lives. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? It takes great faith to praise God when everything seems to be going wrong. It takes great faith to keep looking at God and not look at the circumstances. Circumstances is is the circle you stand in. That's what circumstance means. It's the circle you stand in. But you don't have to stand because you know, how are you doing? Well, under the circumstances, what are you doing under there? Are you under the circumstances? No, you're victorious. You don't have to be under the circumstances. You don't you're you're not the tail. You're the head. You're not the borrower. You're the lender. Are you here? That's what it says in the Old Testament. Say, I I believe that. So in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God. Verse 19 says, do not quench the spirit. In other words, do not quench the Holy Spirit. In other words, um, to allow the Holy Spirit to work freely in our lives, the way we quench the Holy Spirit... Is that that we're focused on the problems and we're focused on the issues of life. And we're talking about those things instead of talking about the promises and the blessings of God. And what we're doing is we're not lining up with the truth of God's word. Listen, listen, for you to walk out this word and for you to get the best out of the word of God, you have to agree with God. If God says you're blessed, you have to agree with that. But if you keep saying you're curse then you're disagreeing with God's Word. And that hinders God from operating in your life. Amen? And so we want to agree with God and not disagree with God. Amen. Amen. If God says you're blessed, you are blessed. Amen. Oh, but yes. pastor, I'm in debt. You're blessed. blessed. You might be in debt, but you- listen, you're still blessed. Amen. And you're coming out of it. Praise God. Praise God. That's, not a per- that's not a permanent location for you. But, I, but I'm dealing with sickness. That's not permanent location for you. You're coming out of it. You, you're being and you're becoming. You're being and you're becoming. More than who you are today. You're greater today than you were last week. You're growing. You're greater this week. Amen. Just don't back up, back off. Don't grow weary and well-doing. If you don't give up, you will reap Hallelujah. the blessing. Amen. So we don't want to quench the spirit. Amen. And verse 22 um, and it also says, do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast to what is good. So in other words, we don't want to despise prophecies. Amen. Amen. And so, but, but we're not led by prophecies. Right. We're not led by voices. Amen. We're led by an inward witness. Amen. And we can test all things and we can hold fast to what is good. And this is very good. This, this verse 22 says abstain from every form of evil. So what does that mean? That means that we need to make sure that we're not doing anything that looks crooked. That we're not living our lives a little crooked. That we're, that we're trying to walk above board and that we're walking above board in everything that we do. That we don't lie, cheat, and steal, like I always say. Amen. We don't do those things. You say the truth no matter even if it hurts you. Amen. What, Pastor? You say the truth even if it hurts you. We, we, were, we, we watched a, a video on Wednesday on, uh, I think it was called, um, A Merry Heart Does Good Like a Medicine by Jesse DePlantis. Anybody ever seen that? Really funny, but anyway, it's his clips of a lot of his preachings. But you know, he was invited to eat some gumbo soup, and uh, and so at a house he doesn't normally, you know, you know, go to these invitations. But and this lady wanted to make him some gumbo soup, and he's he's a Cajun, and he knows what good gumbo soup is. You know, he's in Louisiana, and um, and so anyway, so he was sitting at the table. And he was eating and, and 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 the table was set and they, they served him the soup and he was about ready to take some of that soup and eat it. And he noticed the husband was looking right at him. The kids were looking right at him. And it was like, well, you know, he's a Cajun. So maybe he wants, you know, they want to, you know, just to see how what he thought about the soup, because, you know, he's he's from Louisiana. You know, he's you know. And so, you know, he wrote a cookbook. I don't know if you knew that or not. And so he, he, he had a little and he said it was really bad. He said it was major bad. It was the worst that he'd ever tasted. And he thought to himself, I'm going to lie. Because I'm not a rude person. And he, said, and he said, there's nothing wrong with a white, you know, it's just going to be a little white lie. And the Holy Spirit said to him, there's no white lies. Listen, if somebody comes to you, your wife, husband, if your wife comes to you they just get a haircut, or they get their hair, f- and, you know, and it, and it looks like last year's bird nest. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> then don't tell them, you know, you can get creative. Just say it looks interesting. It looks amazing. Are you here what I'm saying to you today? You look amazing. You can, almost, you can be almost honest there. Amazingly terrible. You know what I'm saying? But, um... But, you know, I, but Jesse didn't have that finesse. And so as he, you know, he, said, you know he, he didn't want to lie like a dog. And the Holy Spirit was convicting him. He said, he just said, this is trash. And he threw it down in the bowl. And then that the guy that was watching him said, I know you're a man of God. The last three preachers that ate this stuff lied through their teeth. And the guy got saved two weeks later. Because he was honest. Thank you, Lord. So listen. You, listen. It's not easy doing the right thing. Amen. It takes longer doing the right thing. Amen. It may cost you more money doing the right thing. Amen. But you're doing the right thing always ends up better at the end. Amen. And so what we need to do. We need to abstain from every form of evil. Yes. Amen. And then the next verse is May the... Peace of God, sanctify you completely. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, um, regardless, this is the key here, regardless of where I find myself in God, or regardless of where you find yourself in God, we are to glorify Him and magnify Him in our life. Regardless of what's going on in your life, we are here to magnify and glorify and shine in a dark place. Amen. What makes us different than all the other people the, from the unbelievers is that we should act a little differently. Right. I'm working on it. We should act a little differently. Praise God. And so regardless of where we find ourselves, we should always be... Uh, in, listen, our life is an epistle read of all men, the Bible says. And really, if we get this in our mindset that we're we're really called to be a witness for Jesus Christ, it should affect everything we do in Christ. Amen. Amen. And we want to be a good witness and not a bad witness. Can I get an amen? Amen. Look at Psalms 100 here. In Psalms 100, it says here, talking about our attitude in the process, it says, make a joyful noise. This is Psalms 100, 1 through 5. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All ye lands, this is King James, serve the Lord with sadness. (laughs) Serve the Lord with madness. Some of us are mad serving the Lord. Some of us are sad serving the Lord. But we need to be serving God with gladness. Why? Not because of what you have or what you don't have. Because you are a child of the Most High God. Amen. God knows who you, are. Thank you Lord. are. you, Your name's written in the land's book of life. Thank you, Jesus. He's working on your mansion right now. Thank you, Father. Jesus said, do not be dismayed. You know, uh, in, you know, be at peace. You know, Jesus said, be at peace. You know, I go to prepare a place for you. We need to get kingdom minded. We need to be heavily bound, heaven bound. We need to be focused on heaven, not be so focused on the natural. Hallelujah. Amen. And, uh, and so we, we need to get focused on that. And so here it says, make a joyful noise to the Lord all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. He that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Now, now this is what I want you to focus on here. Look at this. It says, enter into his gates with grumbling. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting. And his truth endures to all generations. See the reason why. Now I'm getting out of my seat. The reason, the reason why people have a, have are, are distraught. Christians are, are, are they're they're looking at the wrong side of things, or or their theology is all messed up, and they they, they, they they've heard religious preaching for so long, they think that God is in control of everything. And like I always say pushing every button and pulling every level and God is the one behind everything that's happening that's not true God's not behind the bad the the bad and the ugly he is behind the good though but there is a devil out here that's, pose, that's opposing you at every front, and he's the one that's trying to come against you. Mm-hmm. He's the one that's trying to get you to do the wrong things. Mm-hmm. He's the one that's trying to tempt you. He's the one that's trying to get you, mm-hmm. trying to get you to have a bad attitude. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? Amen. Listen, you can't control your circumstances, but you can control your attitude. Amen. And it's attitude, not aptitude, that determines your altitude. Should I say that again five times fast? (laughs) It's it's your attitude, not your aptitude, not how smart you are. Because you can be the smartest guy in the room and think about how many reasons why it won't work. Sometimes, Sometimes your knowledge, if you think you're so smart, can play against you. I'm telling you, faith, somebody that has faith can go further than somebody that has a lot of head knowledge. Because faith is believing in the power of God to get them through. First people with head knowledge and intellect is trying to figure out how to get through. And you need God to get you through. You may not think that, but you do need God. Amen. That's the first key in walking in wisdom is knowing that you need God. That's why you're here today. That's why you're trying to get a little bit more of God. Because you know you need more of God. Amen. Because some of the things that we're doing isn't working. How's that working for you? Jesus. That's why you need our God. Amen. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? So it says here, you know, enter His gates with thanksgiving, His courts with praise. Amen. Be thankful unto Him, bless His name, for the Lord is good; His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? God's word is true, regardless of what it looks like in your life. The devil will challenge the truth of God's word. The devil will challenge the promises of God's word in every believer's life. But you have to learn to stand. And you have to learn to stand. And you have to learn. Can I say learn? You have to learn to stand. You know, listen, there's, there's going to be a point where, where the, the crying and the moaning is not going to work for the Lord anymore. Amen. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, 20 years being a Christian, don't, don't play that anymore. It, you got to grow. Yes. You got to grow beyond. I just, you know, everybody's keeping me down. Nobody's keeping you down. Right. There's no devil in hell that can keep you down. Because the devil, again, is finite. He, he's limited. God's unlimited and he lives in you. The only way we we limit God, you limit God, we limit God. The people in the Old Testament, the Israelites, the Bible said the Israelites limited God. God wanted them in the promised land within a year and it took 40 years for them to get into the promised land. I don't want that to be said of us. Because I'm trying, I'm trying to preach to you today about, about the joy of God's will in your life. And it should be joyful moving into that place called there. Yes, Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Yes. You, know, you know, in Philippians, this is very good. In Philippians 2.13, it says, For God is working in you, giving you a desire and the power to do what pleases Him. As we desire to walk after God, as we delight, see, this is the key. As we delight ourselves in the Lord, he will give us the desires of our heart. The problem is we're not delighting in the Lord. The problem is we're delighting in everything else. But we need a delight in the Lord, and he will give us the desires of our heart. It says, it says here in Philippians 2.13, it says, God is working in us, giving us the desire and the power that pleases him. In other words, as we start walking with God, we're going to please him. Amen. It says here in Philippians 2.14, it says, do everything without complaining and arguing. I think I already hit that point. That we need to do everything. This is the will of God for us to do everything without complaining or arguing. In other words, you know, I was, and I got to close this down, Brother Hagin, I've given this illustration before, but Brother Hagin was was uh, was in the will of God, in the middle of God's will, but he wasn't prospering in God's will. And uh, he started talking to the Lord. and said, "Lord, you know, I, you know, I'm not, pro- you know, I'm doing Your will." I you know he you know, Brother Hagen pastored for twelve years, and he was in God's permissive will, but that wasn't god's perfect will, and God you know was raising him up to preach faith and to be an itinerant minister. And to go to churches and to do meetings and all that. So he, he left his church and he started looking at it. And he said, God, you know, the church was paying me more money. I, I, I was clothed better. Things were better when I wasn't in your perfect. And now I'm in your perfect will and things seem not to be working. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You get in a church, you get, you get hooked in and it still seems like things aren't changing. You're trying to do everything right, and th- things, like, things aren't changing. You're like, God, what do I need to do now? You know, and we're thinking that we've got to do something to get the blessing of God to come down our life. No, you've got to believe. Amen. And so what it is, is our attitude has everything to do, it, do with it. And he started talking to the Lord. He said, Lord, you know, I'm willing and obedient. And the Bible says, the willing and obedient shall eat the best of the land. And, and, and then the Spirit of the Lord said, well, you don't qualify for that scripture. Well, he, was, he was fasting and praying. And the Spirit of the Lord said, you don't... Qu-. He said, what? He's a word man. He, and he, 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 I'm a word man. I, I walk in the word. I do the word. And, and the Lord said, you're not doing the word pertaining to this scripture. He said, you, you are obedient to do my will, but you're not willing. You have an attitude in it. And, he, and, 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 you know, Brother Hagin said he just felt like he got hit in the stomach. And he said, well, it didn't take him long to get willing. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He said, God, okay. He repented. Repenting means to change your mind. He changed the direction of his thought life. And he said, okay, I'm going to get willing. And as soon as he did, the Lord revealed to him how to prosper and showed him what he needed to do and, uh, and to prosper. And from that point on, you know, it took him many years to pro- prosper financially. From that point on, he, he, he soared. Glory to God. And he prospered. And I guess, you know, he, he he was well off, glory to God. Some would say a millionaire. And so, you know, but, you know, God's not opposed to you having finances or being blessed. He's, he, he's not opposed to that. But he wants you to stay with him while you're getting those things. Amen. He doesn't want you. Listen, don't be throwing God under the bus for, for, for things. Amen. 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 Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? No, no. no. The most important thing you possess is your relationship with God. It's not things. Amen. It's your relationship with God. It's your salvation. That's the most important thing we possess. And we need to get happy about our salvation. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Yes. Yes. Amen. So listen, God is working in you no matter what the darkness is around you. You have to understand this, that we are delivered, you know, out of darkness into God's marvelous light. But we're, deli- we're listen, listen, we're, del- we're, delivered from the power of darkness, but we're not delivered from the, from uh, the presence of darkness. Listen, we're delivered from the power of darkness, from the devil controlling us, but we're not delivered from the presence of darkness. And there's darkness all around, yes. except in this place. In church, it's all light. That's why you feel good, and the Word of God is flowing, and all, all that. But listen, when you get out of here, there's darkness out there in the world, yes. and we're and listen, you're not redeemed from the presence of darkness, yes. and the darkness will try to draw us in and pull us in and, and bring us down and all that. That's why we gotta stay in commu- uh, constant communication with God. That's why we gotta. That's why Jesus, you know, he had to pull away at times yes. from the crowds. Yes. And get by himself. Yes. And get with God. Yes. Listen, those who wait upon the Lord. Some of you might be feeling, I'm weak. I'm tired. Oh, I don't know if I can make it another day. I'm trying. Oh, I feel so burned out. Are you waiting on the Lord? Yes. Those who wait on the Lord, they shall mount up with wings like eagles. Yes. You know, the Bible says the youth shall grow weary and faint." The youth. We have some, how many senior citizens do we have? Hey, listen. Listen, you wait upon your Lord, you're, 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 you, sh- you shall mount up like wings as eagles, you shall run and not be weary, and you shall walk and not faint. Hallelujah. What am I saying to you this morning? I'm saying no matter where you see yourself in the process of moving into that place called there, keep your attitude right, keep praising God, keep thanking God, and you will be there quicker. And no matter if you're not there yet, your attitude should never change. You should always be positive in the process. Amen. And then when you get that thing, what you're believing God for, you shouldn't change who you are. Amen. You should be the same before and after. Yes, you, Amen. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? I'm telling you, we're moving. Say, I'm moving, I'm moving. into that place, that place called there. All in Jesus' name. Did you receive it this morning? I believe you are receiving it. Amen. You're growing. Look at your name and say, you're growing. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we honor you today. And we just thank you, Father, that you're so good. And we thank you, Father God, that regardless of the circumstances and regardless of what we're dealing with, Father, you're good. You're good, Lord. You're faithful, God. You're not slack, Father. And Father, I just thank you, Lord God, that you're revealing to each person today, Lord, that, they're, that, 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 they're, that your grace is upon them. And I thank you, Father God. Maybe you're here today. Maybe you're a visitor. Maybe you're watching online. You know, to, to receive the grace of God, first and foremost is you need to receive Jesus. Jesus is grace and truth. And Jesus will radically change your life. And maybe you're watching online. Maybe Jesus is your Savior. Maybe you made a commitment, but, he, but He's not your Lord. You're not following Him like you know you need to. And this, today is the day you need to make a change. If, if what you're doing right now not working for you, then I'm going to encourage you to make Jesus the center of your life. Put Him first. So I want you to pray this prayer after me. If you're ready to move forward in Christ... Are you ready to receive Christ, just say this after me and mean in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe, Jesus, you paid the price for my salvation. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you today as my Savior and my Lord. And from this day forward, I'm putting you first. I'm following you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.